Hello. Hello. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Kim. Welcome to season four, episode 13 of the Massive Fans Book Club podcast. Yay. <laughs> this, week, this week we'll be covering chapters 58 through 61 in Crescent City, House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. And yes, Kim and I had to discuss like 37 times what chapter we left off on last time because she and I just kept reading ahead, reading ahead. And we were like, wait a minute, what? So pretty much it's 58 through 61 okay <laughs> pretty much pretty much pretty much we get to the last chapter in this section we will discuss uh, a really big difference between me and bryce and how i logically understand and think that bryce is probably in the right but my brain does not work like that um so stick with us so you can hear that bullshit. <laughs> that's true but to kick this off chapter 58 kim okay so chapter 58 anyway uh they're wandering around and they've been asking their questions and of course they get told no nobody knows anything about synth no that was a stereotype of the meat market they aren't appreciative of the stereotype and so on and so forth so they're a little frustrated just a smidgy. Yeah, just a smidgy. And of course, then Hunt is like all over Bryce's ass going, don't forget, I know you're missing your med witch appointment right now. <laughs> like, dude. Yeah. Which, okay, but his approach is like really interesting to me because he just kind of like, at first he points that out and she's all like, no, I'm not going. Like basically is about to tell him he's an asshole. And he's like, look, just because I'm male and have an opinion doesn't make me into some psychotic domineering prick. And she, he points out that, like, her, she and her mom are both, like, very, like, opinionated, hard to get along with, like, you know, stick in the mud, like, I'm gonna say my thing, like, say my piece, women. But, like, look at her dad. Her dad still, like, shares his opinions. He doesn't keep his mouth shut. He's like, would still yeah. call them on their shit if they were wrong. And so he basically is like, I'm just trying to do the same thing. Like, I'm not doing it to be a pain in your ass. I'm doing it, like, to help you. True. Which I, like, I don't know. I just, like, kind of appreciate because she kind of, like, opened herself up for that because he's like, what are you going to do? Just marry somebody who's never going to talk to you? Pretty much. I mean, I like like how he does that. And he handles it so well. Yeah. And I just thought that was really, like, interesting because I think even she kind of had to be like, okay, you have a point there. I'm still not going, but you have a point. (laughs) Right. Um, But she, in in all of that, it also comes up that because of her mother and father, father right. in particular in this case she didn't even date until she got to college because you know dad was basically scaring these poor boys away from her so right her. <laughs> poor thing i was like oh poor thing um so anyway they're as they're wandering around now they're the, this vendor they end up coming up to at, in the meat market is selling stones like jewels gems yeah. i guess i don't know yeah i think I think they're supposed to, in theory, be kind of like um, uh, crystals and yeah, like like mm-hmm. I think like little like carvings and stuff like made from them. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah. mm-hmm. um, Hunt asks the 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 vendor, you know, well, you know, what are these for? And she goes, "They're luck charms. White is for joy, green is for wealth, red for love and fertility, so on and so forth." And they're opals, which I think is interesting. Um, I, I happen to like opal. Opal is yeah. truly yeah, yeah, God, yeah. so beautiful. 
um, when it, especially when it's been polished correctly. So I don't know. I think it's. I just found it interesting what all the different things were for. And then Bryce and um, Bryce um, Hunt buys Bryce a uh, a white one, and she's she's like, "Well, I didn't pay you for superstitious." And Hunt's like, "You could use some joy." And something sparks in her chest, and she goes, "So could you?" And he's like, "It's a gift." So I just thought that was really sweet that he did that for her. Yeah, yeah, it is um, really cute. It's a it's a cute little moment. Um, I I you know it's it's a cute little moment. It's very sweet. But we get an invisible snowflake, which is yeah. now our. I don't know scene change. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's, kind of, it's it's. I was gonna say. I think typically this like so this one has. I don't know. It's a crapshoot. I think it's supposed to mostly identify a a shift in perspective. Mm-hmm. So like in this one, it's now shifting more like to hunt for the thing is is this. No, uh, it, went, it went from it went from yeah. I guess it did. It went from it. Okay, so here's the thing. This uh, technically, technically, this book is all in third person. Technically, you're right. Yeah. So technically, I think what's happening is is this book is in third person, which means there's kind of we're getting almost three perspectives. We have stuff that's mm-hmm. more from Bryce's perspective, stuff that's more from Hunt's perspective, and then we kind of get stuff. We sh- every once in a while we get stuff that's from Rune's perspective, but for the most part, it's either Hunt or Bryce or purely like third party omniscient man standing in the corner. True, and I think Very what we kind of just watched was purely omniscient man standing in a corner and now we're going to hunt's head and now he's like buying that and talking to her i think it was weird i think i did a weird thing (laughs) well yeah because he was like that was stupid and impulsive but whatever like he starts beating himself up i'm like dude you have you have image issues you're beating yourself up for that was like yeah yeah you buy her that stone and tell her she needs to be a happy person like yeah you do that and now he's like panicking about it. i'm like my dude don't do that i didn't mean that <laughs> well yeah and and the problem is is the the wormhole it sends him down in his own mind because it sends him down a, Why now? a, a, a memory of shahar and you know how he hadn't wanted to do anything for the last 200 years for any female and now all of a sudden he's doing things for bryce and as he acknowledges, you know, if it had been for Shahar, if it if Bryce had been Shahar, Shahar would have just smiled and forgotten about it soon afterwards. Apparently she had lots of jewels and pretty stones and precious gems and everything, you know, all over. And so, of course, one more would have meant absolutely nothing to her. So it's kind of sad yeah. that that is kind of what it was, but yeah you know, whatever uh but she would have appreciated it but it would have disappeared somewhere and because he was so dedicated to the cause he would have forgotten about it too and, um, and i just i yeah i think it's interesting i'm trying mm-hmm. to come up with a way to say this that is <laughs> Um, I think it's interesting that he is not realizing about Shahar what I think in a normal like situation, Tamlin eventually would have realized about Feyre. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you may have loved her, but that, like, you guys didn't have the, like, you weren't in the same place. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. 
I totally know what you mean. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, yeah. It was just bizarre that that's the that's where his mind takes him. Um, the next vendor they end up talking to is a young teenager who's pretty snarky and sassy, and Bryce is trying to play the game and ask her questions innocently. And the shifter is finally like, "All right, let's hear it." And Bryce is like, "Hear, hear what? What are you talking about?" And the shifter's like, "Look, that fake ass act that you gave everyone else here in the other two warehouses." She held up her phone. We're all on a group chat. I got like 10 warnings you two would be coming through here asking cheesy questions about drugs or whatever. And Bryce kind of is like taken aback. But her response finally is, but do you know anything? Or Hunt actually says to her, do you know anything? (laughs) I know, which I love because I feel like this bitch was like, I'm not telling you anything. And he was like, okay, but like, why? (laughs) Well, yeah. Like, we're just going to ask you about drugs and you can just tell us the fucking like, yes or no. Like, uh, who cares if we ask 36 people before you? What difference does this make? Congratulations on I just think it's funny that of all the people that ends up telling them this, it's a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. Nobody else had the balls to say something to either one of them. Like they're terrifying, that's why. I guess. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I I just think it's funny because the teen's like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a shit. Um, because she's like, you know. The Vipe told me to tell you it's nasty and she doesn't deal in it and never will. And then Bryce is like, but somebody does. This teen responds back saying, the Vipe also told me to say, you should check the river. That's the place for that kind of shit. And Bryce is like, well, what do you mean? And the kid's like, ask the mayor. And then we get another invisible snowflake. Yeah. Yeah, I... I feel like that was like the most teen answer. You're like, okay, cool, but what does it mean? (laughs) It's like it's trying to communicate. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's so bizarre. But this time the point of view shifts to Bryce primarily. And Bryce is already storming for the dock. Um and apparently she had sent an otter off to Therian to come meet them. And I, I like how Hunt tries to defend Therian, going, Therian isn't a drug dealer, and he sure shit isn't selling something as bad as Synth seems to be. Yeah. And Bryce's like, answer is... Yeah, you can tell he's like, Bryce, like, paint this one through. Like, what? And he's... Yeah, Bryce's answer... Actually, I give her a lot of credit. She's like, he might know someone who is. We've been dicking around for long enough. I want answers now. Which, like, Don't you want fair. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know. Anyway, Therian shows up and he goes, this part of the river is gross. And Bryce is, and she just starts in. (laughs) She's just like, so who's selling synth in the river? And Therian's face is not in, legs on. So it's true then. It's, it's not in legs, not in. <laughs> I know, like he he he's he's just like Whoa, not in on awkward. Yeah, <laughs> that's like all I got. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awkward. So chapter fifty nine starts, and of course 
literally picks her up right where it left off. And Bryce is like, "You? what do you mean Danica was selling it? Poor Bryce. And Therian's like, I don't know if she was selling it or buying it or what, but right now. Right. Right before Synth started appearing on the streets, she was spotted on an ox boat in the dead of night, and there was a crate of Synth on board. And Hunt is like, it always comes back to Danica. I, oh, God, you could not pay me to be Hunt, my dude. Like, I feel so bad because this guy is like, I'm like, okay, let's be real. This guy is like, I am not a cop. He's like, I am not a cop. You're right. I wear my killing people outfit. I'm, I'm <laughs> He's like he's so an assassin. Like, he kills yeah, people. I'm an assassin. I have a killing people outfit and everything. But no, he—you can tell this man is like, I am not a cop, and I am definitely no fucking detective. But Bryce, I think we have a problem, and is that all of this keeps coming back to Danica, and then you keep being like, but Danica wouldn't, and then the rest of us are like, mm, but like maybe she would. <laughs> I just I feel for him because he has to be the one that's like, um. Yeah, I'm sure she had nothing to do with it. I'm sure everybody's intel is wrong. <laughs> like, you can tell he's like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> Definitely makes you scratch your head, right? I mean, I give Therian credit. He does say that, you know, synth is some bad shit. Um, and he tells her that. And he goes, you know, if Danica was involved in it, and Bryce cuts him off. And she goes, you know, she wasn't. She never would have done something like that. And then she looks at Hunt, though, and she does, and and her logic actually makes sense. She goes, but it explains why there were traces of it on her clothes if she had to confiscate it for the ox. And let's face it, that's actually some pretty smart thinking. Like, I don't know if Danica really did or not. I mean, yeah, she went easy on. Sure. I don't really think that Danica actually did it, right? But I think we have to stop assuming that, like... Like we Danica's need stop- the saint that Bryce makes her out to be? Okay, it's not even that she's the saint that Bryce makes her out to be. It's that we need to stop assuming that we actually know everything. And I think the thing exactly. is, is like Bryce is so hung up on, like, she would have told me. And it's like, I'm sorry, but we all have fucking secrets. We just do. And, and half of it has nothing to do with, like, your relationship with the person. It just has to do with the fact that, like, God, the energy it would ca- take me to bring you in on this and explain it is just more mm-hmm. than I have. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like Bryce is like kind of taking it like personally versus it's just it is what it is like I don't know, uh, I don't know. like I said it's just like where Bryce and I differ like I would never from a million years think I actually knew everything about anybody I I agree so like the fact that she is like so so positive she knows everything there is to know about Danica just blows my fucking mind because I'm not convinced that on a good day I know everything about my fucking self okay <laughs> Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I'm, I totally am there with you. I mean, another fucking person, like, and one that's been dead under basically mysterious circumstances for two years. Like, exactly. Clearly, there was something I didn't know. Like, we wouldn't be in this situation if I knew everything. Like, so true. So true. So yeah. But Therian is like, look, it's synthetic magic. It started off as an aid for healing, but someone apparently realized that in super concentrated doses, it can give humans strength greater than most Vaynir for short bursts, but it's potent. They've tried to make it for centuries, but it seemed impossible. Most people thought it was akin to alchemy, 
just as unlikely as turning something into gold, but apparently modern science made it work this time. And then he finally looks at her and he's like, does this have anything to do with the demon you were hunting? Tom's like, it's a possibility. And Therian's like, look, I'll let you know if I get any other reports. And he doesn't even say goodbye. He just goes back into the water. I'm sorry. I just feel like Hunt's reaction. I think Hunt's just fucking tired. I feel like Hunt... So does this have to do with the the demon you were hunting? And Hunt's like, fuck, dude. I don't even know. I don't know. It's a possibility, no baby. Idea. Who knows? Yeah. IDK. Know. You want to find out? You want to let me know? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Maybe? Maybe not. Maybe? Who knows? I don't know, but it's giving me whiplash. So I'm going to stop worrying about it. <laughs> But Bryce does turn around after Therian leaves and she's looking at Hunt and she asks some really valid questions because she says, thinking about Danica, she goes, was she killed by whoever is creating the synth? If she was on that boat to seize their shipment, could the person selling the synth and the person searching for the horn be the same? If the synth can possibly repair the horn. And Hunt's like, well, maybe, but it can also be a dead end. It's really interesting. I just like, for sake of like discussing the story for what it is, I feel like, uh, like, I feel for Hunt. Like, I, okay, like, let's be real. Uh, I'm just going to make assumptions. No, granted, this is SJM we're talking about. So what the fuck do we know? Like, assumptions out the window. Throw those out. We don't fucking know. But like, I feel like we're doing a thing where... Like Bryce is like, so Bryce wanted to be X, Y, Z because she wants it to not be like on Danica, right? She wants to believe that Danica is like the good guy, right? And I think Hunt is like just keeping his mouth shut because he has a bad feeling he's going to have to bring her down to reality and be like, no, actually Danica like fucked up big, right? Maybe she's not Mm -hmm. the bad guy. It may not have anything to do with her specifically, but she probably fucked up somewhere along the line and that's how she ended up dead. She did whatever she was trying to do well, she would be alive. Like, I'm sorry, but it's true. And so I think Hunt's like ready to be like the bearer of bad news. And I just sort of feel like from the outside um, that like we all know how like Sergio Mass rates and probably like neither of those are fucking it. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. So like, but... I just don't feel married to this narrative that you know, but I don't. Yeah. I, say, I can't say whether I, I can't say I don't know. Cause honestly, I do know. <laughs> yeah, you do know. You do know. But I'm just saying, like, do you see what I mean, though? Like, like if you're where I'm at, like, you're like, if you've read Sarah J. Mass before, you're like, I guess I'm just going to ride this out then because probably both of you are. Like, there's a better chance that you're both fucking wrong mm-hmm. than one of you being right. True. <laughs> I'm not going to say. And so I'm just like, okay, mm, like... But I, I, I gotta say, I feel for Hunt because, like, that is not a job I would fucking want to sign up for. Trying to explain to Bryce that, like, yeah, you might have known her. Not be the same. You thought she was. Yeah, no, and yeah. I agree. I mean, that, that part sucks. Which, I just, yeah. I think it's interesting, though, that literally within, be, between finding the synth on Danica's clothes and this conversation, you know, from the report that Vic gives them, and this conversation sure. with Therian. Yeah. Now she's suddenly going, well, maybe she was killed by the person who's making the synth. And this, that, and like, I find it a really interesting leap that she made. Well, 
Yeah, that's kind of like the key there, though. And I guess that's what I was trying to say. Is like it's a Sarah J. Mass story, so she's gonna do whatever the fuck she wants. Like this is wild, right? Like we're on, we're gonna, like we're on a fucking trip, guys. So we don't know. But like in real life, in real life, like there are crazy things that happen in real life. There are crazy cases. There are crazy like unsolved mysteries, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like so, like pretend that there, like there's some part of this that is basically a real life cop drama, right? I still feel for Hunt because this sucks. He's literally dealing with somebody who's basically doing the conspiracy theory thing where they're like, well, maybe she was there trying to get the drugs to intercept them before blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm sorry, but like I was trained as a cop to like see, assume when somebody explains a four legged animal that clomped through here with a tail and a mane and whatever that like, it's a horse, not a zebra, you know, that whole mentality where like cops Mm -hmm. are like, yes, technically there's a possibility that it was a zebra, but there's a better likelihood it was a horse. Right. Like, same thing. Like, I feel for Hunt because he's literally dealing with somebody who is like, it's a zebra. It's definitely the zebra. And he's like, I mean, probably not, though. (laughs) And so I just, ugh, ugh. Yeah. I agree. I just, I find it. Because it's a book, it can do whatever it wants. Like, maybe, maybe she is a fucking zebra. Like, what do we know? But, (laughs) (laughs) But I just feel for Hunt. No, I do too. I mean, it's an awkward situation for him to be in. Uh, but it just, it was funny that that's kind of where her brain now jumped to in, you know, in, in right. 24 hours and, and several, you know, she's, she's, they've met with, they met with Vic and, and then they go to the meat market and then they go down and they talk to Therian. And now this is where her mind goes. I'm like, dude, I don't know where your circular thinking comes from because this isn't circular. <laughs> it's like, yeah. do you have circular thinking? I don't know. Like, it's just, it feels like it's coming from, from left, left field. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. So we did get our invisible snowflake. This one is a true commercial break and we come back and it's a full change of scene. Yeah. Hunt is working out in the gym in a Bryce's apartment building. And for whatever crazy ass reason, Bryce decided to call Fury. (laughs) I'm sorry. I have to literally pause the whole earth before we talk about this fury nonsense because I need you all to know that I am now officially moved into the office of my house. Like I finally have furniture. Yay! Woo! Um, however, I'm next to where the cats sleep. They have their own room. It's a thing. Anyway, um, one of them keeps trying to bust out, like bust through the kitty door. And I just want you to know that my office is like downstairs. So I keep turning around thinking somebody's trying to like bust through the garage door. It's not a killer, guys. It's my fucking cat. And have I done this like five? We've been recording for like half an hour and I've done this like five times already where I'm like, (gasps) and they're like, oh, it's the fucking cat. So like, I just want you all to know that if you hear beating in the background, A, it's my cat. And B, if at some point I scream and I'm like, oh, my bad. It's because I, again, forgot that my cat is there. Like, Jesus. (laughs) You'll get there. You'll get there. Guys, I promise. guys, life is just such a struggle, okay? <laughs> anyway, it's, fucking Fury, guys. Fucking. Yeah. Apparently, Fury actually answered the phone. Yeah. Shocking. With, with like the fucking wackest answer I've ever heard while I was between jobs. And she's never managed yeah. to catch you between jobs in two years. That's something. Like I love because Bryce literally tells her, "I'm I'm shocked you picked up." Right. 
<laughs> which is awesome. I'm like, oh, oh, damn. Um, and then, yeah, you're right. Because then the answer is, oh, uh, you caught me between jobs. But at the same time, I kind of like what runs through Bryce's mind, which is, or maybe Juniper had bitten Fury's head off about bailing. Which is right. Fair. And then, of course, Bryce is like, well, I thought you were coming back to find out whoever's hunting, you know, to hunt down whoever's behind the Ravens bombing. And, you know, Fury's like, well, I thought so, too. But it turned out I didn't need to cross the Haldron to do it. Finally, Hunt is like, look, can you at least tell me if you found them? And Fury's only answer to that is, is I said I was between jobs, didn't I? <laughs> so poor Bryce is like, um, congrats. And then Fury's finally like, what's up, B? And yeah, Bryce is, I mean, it's kind of awkward because Bryce is like, you know, when, when Fury does that, you know, she, Bryce thinks to herself, you know, as if that somehow erased two years of near silence. And then she asks, she goes, did Danica ever mention synth to you? Uh, yeah. And Fury says softly, who told you about synth? And Bryce is like, I think it's getting spread around here. I met a mayor today who said Danica was seen on the ox boat with a crate of it right before she died. It's dangerous, Bryce. Really dangerous. Don't fuck around with it. <sighs> not. Gods, I haven't touched any drugs in two years. If you'd have bothered to take my calls or visit, you would have known that. I've been busy. Uh, this gets awkward yeah. fast. Yeah. Like, it just and I have like feelings about it. So I like, get through it and then I guess I will just like sum up my, my. Cause Bryce in her mind is thinking, you know, you're a liar, you're a coward. She's really angry at Fury, but she's, I give her credit for staying as calm as she does. Sure. And she's like, look, I want to know if Danica had ever mentioned synth to you before she died because she didn't mention it to me. Silence. To which Bryce then says she did, didn't she? And then Fury is like, she might have said there was some nasty shit being sold. And Bryce is like, you never thought to mention it to anyone? And then I love this answer because yeah. I I pointed this out earlier. Yeah, you did. I know. Fury is like, I did to you at the White Raven the night Danica died. Someone tried to sell it to you then for fuck's sake. I told you to stay the hell away from it. But Bryce has a valid question after that. She goes, and you still didn't find the chance to mention then or after Danica died that she warned you about it in the first place? See, I have bad feel. I have, I have feelings about that, but yeah. I, I agree. And of course, Fury's response back to her is, a demon ripped her to shreds, Bryce. Drug busts didn't seem connected to it. And, you know, Bryce keeps pushing, well, why wouldn't Danica have said anything to me? And finally... Because Fury's like, Danica didn't want to tell you because she didn't want you getting near it, even thinking about trying synth. Thought about that. And she's like, we have literally seen you take everything. Yeah. And then Fury's answer is, is you know, and, and Bryce goes, yeah, but you've been right there taking it with me. You And she gets cut off and Fury says, synth is synthetic magic, Bryce, to replace real magic of which you have None. It gives humans vainier powers and strength for like an hour, and then it can seriously fuck you up, make you addicted and worse. 
for the veneer, it's even riskier, a crazy high in super strength, but it can easily turn bad. Danica didn't want you even knowing something like that existed. And Danica, I mean, uh, Bryce gets really upset and, and, you know, Fury's answer to her is her goal was to protect you always, even from yourself. And then Fury says, look, I know that came out harsh, but take my word for it. Don't mess with synth. If they've actually managed to mass produce the stuff outside of an official lab and make it even stronger in, in even stronger concentrations, then that is bad news. Stay away from it and anyone who deals it. And Bryce is like, oh, all right. Okay. You know, and then Fury's like, look, I, I got to go. I've got something to do tonight, but I'll be back in the Niathon in a few days. I'm wanted at the summit in two weeks. It's at some compound a few hours outside the city. And of course, Bryce doesn't ask why Fury has to attend. And honestly, at this point, she doesn't care that Fury's coming back at all because she's really angry. And Fury's like, look, maybe we can grab a meal. Bryce is like, sure. And then Fury's like, I'll see you. And then they hang up. And Bryce is really conflicted because she's angry with Fury, but she's also angry with Danica. Well, okay. So that's like my whole thing about this. Like, I think it's kind of like one of those, like everybody's right. Nobody's right. Kind of situations because Mm -hmm. like Bryce is kind of right to be mad because like Fury has dodged her for like two years and then like kind of assumes things about her that like are out, like it's basically outdated information. Like she doesn't do drugs. She doesn't drink blah, blah, blah. Right. So, like, I get it. She's like, you would know that if you had been around. I get it. I get it. On the other hand, though, at this point in time, we don't know a lot about Fury other than, like, she's basically, like, a mercenary, a gun for hire. She does some stuff, right? I think it's fair to assume that some of her being away is, like, it's her own doing in the sense that she probably keeps taking jobs, but I think there are jobs for her to be taking. I don't think she's just staying away, literally doing nothing. And I, agree. I think she's the type of worker because she's basically a mercenary and whatever else. Like she can't be answering her phone. It is not safe for her. It is not safe for Bryce. Like it's just not a thing. I mean, uh, the closest example I can give, cause I don't really know anybody who's like in like, you know, crazy deep in like law enforcement or anything, but like I, <laughs> so my, my example is going to be kind of dumb, but my example would be, um, like the first 10 episodes of army wives. If anybody ever watched that and the whole slap in the face of that show being the fact that n- most of us in America have never thought about like, not just like people in the military, but the people in the military whose jobs are so like so secret so undercover like and they're like the sharpshooters and whatever else and they're the ones who all of a sudden up overnight and you have no idea where they are or when they're coming back right mm-hmm. and like i don't think most of us think about that like on a daily but there are people who literally that is their lives and that is their spouse's lives you know what i mean and i think the thing mm-hmm. is is i think bryce kind of refuses to acknowledge that about fury i don't think this is new for fury for her to disappear for long periods of time i think she's always done it I think Bryce just wished she hadn't right after Danica died. Yeah. But wishing somebody, wishing that of somebody who has always done it, like what that would have been out of character for her to stick around. True. So like, I don't know why we're shocked that she didn't. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not shocked that Fury didn't at all. 
so I think, so that's like my first thought, which is like, this kind of goes exactly like you think it's going to, because you're like, yeah, like uh, you're right. Fury doesn't know. And yeah, Bryce is mad about it, but it's all just kind of like roll your eye. Like there's nothing, like we can't do anything about it. We can't go back and change the past two years. So it is what it is. Like, let's move on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then my second thought on that is like when she's saying like, you know, oh, like that's bad stuff. Like don't do it. Yada, yada. It's like, I get that you're mad because she doesn't know you better. But on the other hand, like, she's not telling you this in a vacuum. Like, she literally goes on to be like, we've seen you take everything. Yeah. And it kind of goes back to what I've said since the beginning of this book, which is, I understand that some people use, like, how they dress or how they, like, are perceived as kind of almost like a battle armor. Like, she would rather people see her as, like, the dumb party girl than, like, who she really is. On the other hand, though, as we've been stating, that has its consequences. And if you're going to play that role so convincingly that your inner circle of four friends even believe that about you, mm, then at what point did it stop becoming an act and it was just true? I, I totally agree. Like, she may be using that as an act now. It may be working to her advantage, like, working this case now. But that is, she's acting like she was never that person and she absolutely was. Oh, of course she was. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, that's like completely wild. Um, it, it is. Yeah. And then I just feel bad, too, because like, that's what I mean. Like when she has to throw it in her face where she's just like, yeah, like I fucking told you about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you had mentioned it oh, like a couple uh, episodes back. And so, like, as soon as it hit, I remember. Like, as soon as they started having this conversation, I remembered. But, like, it does. <laughs> it sucks for Bryce to, like, have that thrown in her face. And I feel bad for her. But at the same time, I sort of appreciate, like, what Fury was saying. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, what was she supposed to do? Just let Bryce just be like, it's not that big a deal. Like, obviously, it is that big a deal. Plus, here's the other thing. Uh, then Bryce tries to use that whole thing where she's like, well, then if we did know about it, blah, 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 then why didn't you tell anybody after Danica got murdered? Mm, Double-edged sword, though. Because yeah. she, the answer she gives is, like, actually not a very good one where she's like, well, I didn't think they were related. Okay, like, that is kind of bullshit. And you can call her on that bullshit. On the other hand, Bryce, even if she did think it was related, given her job and also just, like, how society functions... Why would she tell you? Right. She would tell the authorities, whoever that would be. And let's face it. We also know from that night that the authorities didn't have a whole lot of nice things to say about Fury. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, like, even if she was doing her own thing on her own, right? Like, even if Fury left and literally was, like, trying to, like, solve all of this on her own with her sources, with her connections, yada, 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 she would have told those people, hey, I think that these two things are related. Not Bryce. I agree. Because what the fuck is Bryce? Like, <sighs> Yeah, it's kind of like I always, like, whenever I, like, listen to all those, like, true crime podcasts and stuff, I always get caught up on that detail. There's always, like, and you feel awful for them because you know that it's just awful, but, like, there's always, like, some sister or, like, a brother-in-law or whatever who's, like, I just don't feel like I ever got all the information. And it's, like, I understand that you are hurting because of that, but on the other hand, you are not the fucking cops. Right. There are some things that are better 
kept at the station until they can use that information than telling you and letting you leak it all over the place. I agree. So like, it's just, yeah, like looking at it from that perspective, I'm like, <laughs> like, I know we want to be mad at Fury for abandoning you in your time of need, but she's kind of the one in the right. Yeah. Like her, her attitude about it is shitty, but technically she didn't do anything wrong. Fury hasn't done anything wrong yeah. other than kind of ignore phone calls for two years, ignoring phone calls for two years. You know, I think Bryce's response and how she feels about it might have been a little different if Fury had actually tried to engage with her. Which is fair. Like I said, but I, I, I guess I'm giving the benefit of the doubt given that we don't have a lot of background information about Fury. I don't know. Like, you always have like that one person in a friend group who's only there because they happen to be in the group chat and they like never actually respond, but then they show up at the location at the right time because, oh, I saw it in the group chat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I, I don't know, what know if she's that friend. <laughs> True. Who like wasn't super in the middle of the conversations typically anyway. <laughs> like, or if she was, you certainly didn't know about it. Right, right. Like I have a feeling she was the observer in the group chat who showed up to party from time to time. I don't think she was like taking phone calls from Danica, Juniper, or Bryce or a three-way phone call at eleven PM to talk about boys. Like she was out fucking doing her job. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And her job's sketchy. Okay. So <laughs> Like, I don't know. I guess I just, like I said, we don't know the details of that. It's not written in a way for us to know at this time. But I just have a feeling that some of this is like a Bryce in her head thing being like, Fury wasn't there for me. Okay, but pretend this is five years ago and Danica's alive. Was Fury even there for you then? I think the answer is no, honey. (laughs) But she had Danica, so it didn't occur to her. Right. Like, I think this is in your head. (laughs) I mean, Dan- Danica and the pack of doubles was there. So I think that's part of the problem is, is that it's not just Danica. In some ways, everybody's forgotten. It's not just Danica. It's the whole pack of doubles. Sure. Too. And I do think, I do think that's a huge, and like, I think we even kind of forget that all the time. Like when we're talking about it, I think her trauma is so much worse than just losing Danica. I think, uh, yeah, I think it was like the combination of Danica, the whole pack of devils, and then mm-hmm. our text relationship going wrong all at the same time. Absolutely. And I do think that that has as much to do with it as anything else. And I think that is, I mean, I forget it sometimes, but. Well, I think I she guess- forgets it. Yeah, and in some ways I think she does. Yeah, like I think she thinks it's all tied to Danica, but like if she really had to talk it out in therapy, she'd realize it wasn't. (laughs) Right. I I agree. I mean, and I just think it's kind of weird that... Yeah. And that's Ethan. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, you were friends with Bryce. Like, you know Bryce. You knew the whole pack of doubles. Hell, your brother was one of them. So, like, what the hell? Like, you... I you know, think that then, stems from that stems from literally responding to him at first. And yeah, then, it's literally just the fact that because she didn't get out in front of it, and then the whole thing with the text messages happened, yep. it, it was too late. She was never going to convince him at that point. I agree, but so it's it was a ti- it was kind time. of a timing error in a way. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, it was completely. But and so I think I think even now, if he knows, he just doesn't like. He's almost gonna go out of his way not to give a fuck. Right. Like he may logically know. But be like, I mean, I hate to say it, but we, we, a lot of us do that to some extent. And it's kind of valid and expected to some extent. Sometimes you know mm-hmm. why somebody is the way they are, but that doesn't mean you feel the need to excuse it or deal with it in your day to day. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and I, I think I that's kind of what he's decided. That. He may know. You may not be wrong. He may realize that and just be like, nah, but she ain't worth my time, though. Right. I, I And I understand that, too. Yeah, so that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. I just, I get a little frustrated with Ethan because of it. Because I'm like, seriously, dude? Seriously? Yeah, because they probably could both have really benefited from having each other. But here we are. Exactly. So Bryce gets off the phone with Fury. She calms down a little bit, and then she calls her brother. Woo! like okay so we're gonna go from one interesting phone call to another this should be fascinating and he's like yeah and i like her answer she goes spare me the the lectures and the warnings and all that shit (laughs) poor poor rune has no idea where this is going so of course he's probably like okay so he his his question then goes to the most logical point of so what's going on with you and Athelar? <laughs> right, question. right. He's like, I only get called in when Athelar has failed in some aspect of your life. So <laughs> I'm gonna make a guess that this is why you're calling me. And she's like, nothing. And he was like, I was asking about why he's not on the call, not whether you're dating, but that's also good to know because she's like, nothing, he's not my type, which we all know is a big fat lie. <laughs> yeah. Which I feel but, like even Rune's like, uh-huh, sure. Anyway, <laughs> you keep telling yourself that, B. <laughs> like, yeah. And she's like, he's working out, making his muscles musclier, you know? Which I thought was hilarious. It is. But while she's talking to Rune, she does have her laptop up and she's doing a, a Google Foo search and she's looking for synthetic magic and she's skimming the results. Small, short articles that are about the synthetic healing magic to aid in human healing, the medwit. And then she asks Hunt, I mean Hunt, she asks Rune, blah, 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 blah. blah. She asks hey, Rune. a lot of names. <laughs> it is. <laughs> in a very short amount of time. My poor mouth is like, eh? Um, but she does ask her in that medwitch who sent you the information about synthetic magic. Did she offer any thoughts on why or how it got out onto the streets? And Rune has a fair answer. He's like, no, I think she's more concerned about its origins. And an antidote, she told me she actually tested some of the crystallis venom she got out of Athelar from the other night against the synth, trying to formulate one. She thinks her healing magic can act like some kind of stabilizer for the venom to make the antidote. But she needs more of the venom to keep testing it out. I, I don't know. It sounded like some complex shit. So if you run into a crystallis, ask it for some venom, would you? I love. He's just like, so, that you now know what I know, which is not a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And she's clicking through more results, including the fact that the patent for synth came from Redner Industries. Womp, womp. Dating back 
10 years, way before Danica started working there. And she's like, she does say the, he goes, you know, the research papers only say tiny amounts are released, even for midwitches and their healing. It's incredibly expensive and difficult to make. And then she goes, but what if, what if the formula and a shipment leaked two years ago from Redner and Danica was sent out to track it down? Maybe she realized whoever wanted to steal the synth planned to use it to repair the horn, and she stole the horn before they could, and then they killed her for it. So she really hasn't let her, her question after talking to Therian go. She's just continued to advance it. And I just like that Rude also, like Hunt, is like, um, yeah, like, I guess that's a possibility, but it also seems kind of fucking out. True. <laughs> He's like, mm-hmm, sure, maybe. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but why? <laughs> why no? <laughs> Right. And he does tell her, he goes, look, I, I think it's admirable. You still care enough about Danica and the pack of devils to keep looking into this. Her response is hysterical. She goes, I was ordered to by my boss and the governor, remember? He's like, okay, fair. And he's like, yeah, but you would have looked into it once you knew it wasn't Briggs anyway. He, he tells her a story about Danica basically kicking his ass. And, and she and all the readers are like, uh-huh, how is this related? <laughs> somehow they got into, well, then he asks her, he goes, wait, you were dating the son? And she's like, yes. And he's like, gross, just gross. And she's like, tell me more about Danica kicking your ass, please. Because that's far more relevant, apparently. And he's like, I don't know how we got into it about you, but we did. And he's, she goes, well, what did you say? And his answer is funny. He goes, well, why are you assuming I did the instigating? Did you ever meet Danica? She had a mouth on her like I've never seen. Anyway, I told her to tell you I was sorry, and she told me to go fuck myself and fuck my apology. And Bryce is like, she never told me she ran into you. And he's like, ran into is an understatement. She hadn't even made the drop, and she nearly kicked my balls across the lobby. <laughs> And she's just like, well, that sounded like Danica, even though everything else I'm learning certainly didn't. You know, like, it's it's right. interesting that she's having these small revelations in the middle of all of this. But yeah. that's the end of the chapter. So it's definitely, it's a lot. You know, like, you gotta, I, I give her credit, because now that she's kind of picked up on this, I'm going to tell you she's like a dog with a bone, and she's not yeah. letting it go. No, for sure. But I'll be honest, compared to everything else that they've been doing, is this really the wrong way to look at it? I don't know. Maybe not at this point, right? Like, I'm all for the dog with the bone, and I'm even for, like, you know, maybe it's a zebra. Like, um, that's, like, not my problem. It, I feel like my problem is, because she's so sure it's a zebra, I feel like she could miss a stampede of horses coming straight at her. I mean, I'm not saying right at this moment that I see a stampede of horses coming either, but I just am afraid she's so busy looking at the zebra, she's missing, she's missing details. And I just hope that Hunt is going to be able to fill in gaps. Like, I hope he's a better detective than I currently think he is. Because <laughs> I just I think say she's going to have blind spots. You know what I mean? And because she oh, has yeah. blind spots, even if it doesn't matter, even if in the end, Danica still did do a lot of good things and she's like mostly right. I still think there are really big, important like safety details that could get missed because she's so busy trying to stand up for Danica, even though she's dead. You know what I mean? 
I, I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's very strange. Well, she has very little um, self-preservation, so that's like kind of the problem. Who Bryce? Of course, yeah. Bryce. Self-preservation. What? What? Yeah, exactly. She has none, so that's like kind of my point. <laughs> so Bryce is so chapter sixteen. Hunts back, and he's had a shower, and they're sitting on the sofa, and they're, you know. She's filling him in on her theory, and she's like, sure. look, Danica worked part-time at Redner. She rarely talked about the shit she did for them, some kind of security division. So anyway, she opens up the login page, which I think it's funny, because now she's like, maybe her old work account still has info on her assignments. And she's putting in all these passwords, because, no, this doesn't surprise me. She knew all of Danica's typical passwords. Sure. And Hunt is like, look, it's a stretch, and we're better off doubling down with Rune on looking for the horn, not chasing down the drug. And Bryce is like, yeah, but Danica was involved with Synth and never said a word. You don't think that's weird? You don't think there might be something more here? And he's like, yeah, but she didn't tell you about Philip Briggs. <laughs> right. But she stole the horn. So apparently keeping things from her... Keeping things from you could have been the standard for her. Wrong thing she, to say, my dude. Yeah, and she's convinced. She's like, this all ties together somehow. Every password combination she's putting in is failing. And Bryce is like, look, the horn could possibly be healed by synth in a large enough dose. Synthetic magic has obsidian salt as one of its ingredients. The crystallis can be summoned by obsidian salt. The Crystallis was bred to track the horn. The Crystallis's venom can eat away at magic. The Medwitch wants some venom to test it if it's possible to create an antidote to the synth with her magic or something. And Hunter's like, wait, what? <laughs> He's like, wait, I was with you. I was with you. I'm not with you. What? <laughs> what happened? Come back. And she's like, Rune told me. So she tells him about Rune's joke about, sure. half joke about the more venom for the request and then hunt is like interesting if the synth is on the verge of becoming a deadly street drug we should help her get the venom and then brace is like so what about the horn <laughs> and he's like all right fine so we will keep looking for it but right now let's deal with this drug exploding on the street because that would probably be pretty bad yeah <laughs> It's just funny because they argue, and of course, Bryce's first thought is, let's summon the Crystallis. And Hunt is like, no. Yeah, <laughs> Hunt's like, cool, cool. What's plan B? Because plan A sucks. <laughs> yeah. And then in the middle of this, he gets a text, and of course, Bryce is like, is it Micah? And he's like, no, just some Legion stuff, but I gotta head out. Naomi will take your watch. Um, But I like what he says to her. He goes, keep trying if you want, but let's think before we do anything drastic to get our hands on that venom and then he says you know he gets really cute with her and then he says you know jj jj would be proud of you and then he disappears but as she says to herself you know her thought process is they were narrowing in on it the truth she could feel it and then the thing is is but would she be ready for it and we have an invisible snowflake and yeah. it is definitely passage of time and a full scene change. Bryce is not having a good day. It's yeah. the next morning. And her time of the month has come to visit. But because she's only half a, 
she kind of has a weird i feel for her i don't know if it's good or bad but i gotta admit if i were her we've had this poor discussion like what happened to Feyre. so like Sorry, this made me laugh so hard though okay you explain it and then i'll tell you why i was like <laughs> so she acknowledges that humans every month human females every month yep and the fae it's well, the Fae, she says it's, like, hardly at all. And I'm like, okay, but we know based off of Agatar, it's every, right. like, six months. It's like, twice at a year. At least every six months. My guess is every six months, right? And then, poor poor Bryce, she gets hers every three months. And as she says, every three months, like, clockwork. Okay, but I busted out laughing because I was like, that's not how this fucking works. I don't I'm- think that's how that fucking works. <laughs> I don't think as a half human you get half fay or half well whatever yeah as a half human half fay I don't think you get half I don't think you get like the median periods <laughs> like you know what I mean like I don't think that's how that fucking works like it would have made way more sense if she had been like right now because I'm essentially just human I'm essentially just human right now. I have a mm-hmm. normal human lifespan. Um, then I get my period every month. And then after I make the drop, it transitions to Faye timeline. Right. That would have made logical sense. But for her to be like, nah, I get the median number of periods based on the average Faye and the average human is fucking stupid. I'm sorry. I was like, that's dumb. That is the dumbest thing I have ever read. I was like, that... That world building choice was wild. <laughs> I I have to agree with you. Um, the only thing that I can say that I actually feel bad about is is having been in her position. Like, oh my god! Like, I can only imagine how painful that is, though. Because yeah. I've been that poor person who, for a long time, it was you know, I was never regular <laughs> until I got put on the pill, and even then, I wasn't always regular. But Fair. I was a whole lot more regular than I was prior to. And uh, so I I sympathize because I could go every month, every two weeks, every six weeks, every three months, every who knows. Like it was it was a guess. Your guess was as good as mine. So it just I sympathize with her in the sense of I know how bad it would be. Oh, absolutely. Like, I'm not saying that it's a good time. I'm just saying that the math on that made me really question all world building as we know it. Absolutely. So anyway, poor Bryce. It's she's she's not having a good day. <laughs> she doesn't feel yeah. very good. And I gotta say, I sympathize because I don't like doing that either. It's never any fun. But you know, it's funny because she's far more upset about some other stuff. Something something else is up because she's like, you know, she keeps looking at her phone. There are no messages for Juniper or Fury, and her mom hasn't even messaged her pissed off that she missed her medwitch appointment yesterday and hunt is actually when he realizes what's going on is hey do you need anything can i do anything like he's trying to be very nice and she's like no i'm good i took meds like i took my i took my pampering right that's my as a friend of mine colette used to say it's okay i'm good i have my pampering we're good like okay and so she you know she's eating and hunt finally says and I, I i think it's interesting that he says this story goes you know beyond the synth stuff and the antidote i think the horn ties everything together 
we should concentrate on looking for it. There hasn't been a murder since the temple guard, but I doubt the person has dropped the search for it since they've already gone to so much trouble. If we get our hands on the horn, I still feel like the killer will save us the trouble of looking for them and come right to us. And then she's like, or maybe they found wherever Danica hid it already. Maybe they're just waiting until the summit or something. And then he's like, maybe, but if that's the case, we need to figure out who has it immediately. Is it fair? You know, and she's like, yeah, but Rune can't find it. Danica didn't leave any hint of where she hid it. None of her last known locations were likely hiding spots. And so Hunt is like, so maybe we go back to square one. And she's like, I can't today. I've got meetings. And he's like, we schedule them. And she goes, I can't. And that was it. Like, she she just isn't budging on whatever it is. She ain't in the mood. Nope. Never, never argue with a woman having her time of the month not feeling well. I would be bad idea, dude. But we get a snowflake and total change of scene. And Lily is talking to Bryce because they're down in the library. <laughs> Poor Lily, she's funny. She's like telling Bryce, "You can't. You're being mean today. You can't blame it on your cycle." Yada yada yada. And Bryce is like, "Look, I'm really sorry." She's she's frustrated you know like Lily's mad because she didn't invite hunt down and she's like yeah i don't need the distraction and she had told hunt that jessica was watching on the camera so he had to stay on the roof and as she says in her mental you know monologue here she goes but despite needing him needing everyone at arm's length today and despite claiming she couldn't look for the horn she'd been combing over various texts regarding it for hours now there was nothing in them but the same information over and over. And while they're doing this, the knock is being a jerk. Yep. <laughs> a creeper. Trying trying to scare Lily and Bryce, and it is a little disturbing. And they get into a whole discussion about it and how Lily's like, oh, it wants to kill me, it wants to kill you. Be careful yada 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 and as they get going into this whole thing because one of the questions is is why does somebody like why 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 does does she want him as a pet and bryce is like look maybe jessica will get bored soon with him and give him to a client and and then you know she's just like but why does she collect us at all which fair i've wondered that from the beginning so Lily's like, you know, why does she even collect us at all? Am I not a person too? And then she's pointing to her tattoo, showing, you know, her status. And she's like, why do they insist on this? And Bryce's answer is kind of funny in a good way. Like funny, funny, ironic, really not funny. haha. And she's like, because we live in a republic that has decided that threats to its order have to be punished and punished so thoroughly that threats to the Republic have to be punished and punished so thoroughly that it makes others hesitate to rebel, too. Sound like America in 2022, just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. As this continues, Lily is like, you know, well, have you ever thought of what it would be like without the Asteri? And even Bryce is like, whoa, stop. Just stop. We're not having this conversation. There are cameras in here everywhere. They have audio. Yes, it's only exclusive to Jessica, but just let's not have that conversation because who knows who could hack them. And you know what? I don't blame her. That, no, same. 
that could be troublesome. And, you know, Lily gets all pissy and she's like, you know, Athy would talk to me about it. And Bryce says, Athy is a slave with little left to lose. And this little section ends with BB with Lily saying, Don't say such things, BB. There is always something left to lose. And why? Why would you say that? Why? Like, what kind of bullshit foreshadowing is this? Shut up and sit down. (laughs) I don't know what kind of hell is coming, but when it comes, I'm going to blame it on this moment. (laughs) Okay. And for anybody who's read the book and knows where we're going with this, I'm not saying a word. (laughs) La, 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 la. But we do get an invisible snowflake. This is a change in time change of point of view and hunt realizes that bryce is really in a badass mood like she is not someone who you want to deal with right now and then she's like well maybe it has to do with rune or maybe it has to do with juniper or somebody who knows because she keeps checking her phone and he's at least being observant and he's following her home but she doesn't go home she goes to a bakery and she walks out and she has a white box in her hands and from there she turns and walks to the river and you know she isn't paying any attention to the fact that he's following her i'm sure she knows he's there but she's just ignoring him and doing her own thing and she sits on a wooden bench on on the walkway over by the river as she says you know a few feet down the paved walkway the dark arches of the black dock loomed no morning family stood beneath it today waiting for the onyx boat to take their coffin which is actually a good thing because that would be kind of sucky. It's already bad enough Bryce's in the mood she's in. You know, she's sitting there and she's on a bench and she's overlooking the sleeping city. And she puts the bakery box beside her and she keeps checking her phone. She's still checking her phone. Yeah. Hunt sits down next to her finally. And he's like, what's up? And as he notices, she's staring out at the river and she looks very drained. Like that first night he'd seen her in the Legion's holding center. She finally says to him, Danica would have been 25 today. And Hunt's like, it's today's Danica's birthday. She glances at her phone and discards it again. And she's like, no one remembered, not Juniper or Fury, not even my mom. Last year they remembered, but I guess it was a one-time thing. And Hunt is like, well, you could have asked them. And she goes, look, I know they're busy and... Honestly, I thought they'd remember. I wanted them to remember. Even just a message saying something bullshitty like, I miss her or whatever. And Hunt's like, so what's in the box? And she's like, chocolate croissants. Danica always wanted them for her birthday. They were her favorite. And Hunt is now thinking, wait a minute. He's been seeing Danica, uh, uh, Bryce eat a lot of chocolate croissants lately. Right. So he's like, hmm, okay. Well, now I know where that kind of comes from. Bryce is looking over at the bone quarter and she's finally like, look, it sucks. It sucks that everyone just moves on and forgets. They expect me to forget, but I can't. I can't forget. Maybe it's fucking weird that I bought my dead friend a bunch of birthday croissants, but the world moved on like she never existed. To which I say, it's not fucking weird that you bought your dead friend croissants for their birthday. It's fucking weird that you think everybody's going to remember your dead friend's birthday when I can't remember, like, my live actual friend's birthday, even with the help of Facebook. So, 
like, in fucking fairness, a lot of us can't remember the birthdays of people who we actually have to remember. There is that. And and I totally agree with you. Um, but it brings up a nice moment because Hunt is finally able to relate to her. And he talks about how Shahar was like that for him. You know, he he acknowledges that he understands in some ways what Bryce is feeling because of that. And, you know, as as he says, you know, I, I, I would do anything for her. I did anything for her, anything she asked. And when it all went to hell, when they told me it was over, I refused to believe it. How could she be gone? It was like saying the sun was gone. It just, there was nothing left if she wasn't there. And he's like, look, this won't be a consolation, but it took me about 50 years before I really believed it, that it was over. Yet even now. And Bryce stops him and he, she goes, you still love her that much. And he goes, after my mother died, I basically fell into my grief. But Shahar, she brought me out of that, made me feel alive for the first time, aware of myself, of my potential. I'll always love her, if only for that. And Bryce looks across the river and she's like, I never realized it, that you and I are mirrors. Which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, cute, but also... Interesting. Yeah. Definitely interesting. And Hunt realizes he hadn't realized it either, but then he a voice floats back to him and says, You look how I feel every day, she'd whispered when she'd cleaned him up after Micah's latest assignment. And he looks at her and goes, Is that a bad thing? And she's like, No, no, it isn't. He starts teasing her because, you know, he's the Ember Mortis. And he's like, oh, is it such a bad thing that the Ember Mortis is your emotional twin? Yada, yada, yada. And he starts really kind of teasing her more so to turn her attitude around and put her in a better place. And she finally is like, you're a pain in my ass. You're my friend who watches trashy TV with me and puts up with my shit. You're the person I don't need to explain myself to. Not when it matters. You see everything I am and you don't run away from that. And he smiles and he's like, I like that. And so she finally goes to open up the box and she's like, well, Danica, happy birthday. Yeah. She peels off the tape of the box, opens up the lid. And as soon as she sees it, her smile disappears. She shuts the lid before Hunt could see it. And he's like, what is it? She won't say. Not good. And he finally pulls the box. And he opens it up and he's, you know, he's acknowledging he, you know, his internal monologue is saying inside lay a half dozen croissants carefully arranged in a pile. And on the top of one artfully written in a chocolate drizzle was one word, trash. It wasn't the hateful word that tore through him. No, it was the way Bryce's hands shook, the way her face turned red and her mouth just became a thin line. And she's just like, throw it out. And Hunt takes the box and he stands and he, in his intern monologue, says he had a good idea of who'd done it, who'd had that message altered, who had shouted that same word trash at Bryce the other week when they'd left the den. Don't, Bryce pleaded, but Hunt was already airborne and we get an invisible snowflake. Now, I got to admit, whoever did that was just asshole of the prime yeah, and I love that we're getting kind of the who did this to you trope, kind of. Uh, yeah. 
more with verbal assault than physical assault. However, I'm sorry, but, and, and obviously for purposes of a book, he's going to get it right. But I'm like, wouldn't it be kind of funny though, if he showed up to who he thought it was, who we all thought it was. And she was like, bitch, what? <laughs> like, Pretty much. I thought we were all in agreement that she was trash. And they'd be like, oh yeah, you're right. I kind of forgot that it could be fucking anybody in this town. <laughs> So true. So, so true. So we'll see. Invisible Snowflake. So scene change. And we are now at a bar. Uh-huh. And Amelie, uh-oh, is laughing with her friends. And Hunt only sees her because he explodes into the bar. And he sees her claws form as she smirks at him. He puts the pastry box on the wooden bar with very careful precision. And she's all snotty and she's like, well, isn't this? And he just pins her against the wall by the throat. And he is growling at her. He's put up a shield so nobody can get in to bother, like, to stop, including her pack. And all of a sudden, Amelie's actually afraid. She's like, oh, he ain't playing. Oh, fuck. Maybe I overstepped the bounds here. Maybe. And he's like, you don't speak to her. You don't go near her. You don't even fucking think about her again. And he sent enough of his lightning through his touch that he knew pain lashed through her body. And he goes, do you understand me? Apparently people are on their phones and they're calling the ox. They're calling the 33rd. And he's just like, do you understand? He's utterly calm. It is the voice of the Umbra Mortis. And a male approaches the periphery, and it's Ethan. And Ethan's eyes are on Amelie as he breathes, What did you do, Amelie? And Hunt is like, Don't play dumb, Holstrom. Ethan notices the pastry box on the bar. Amelie thrashes. Hunt holds her still. As Ethan opens up the lid and he's looking inside and then he goes, what is this? And Hunt is like, ask your alpha. And Ethan went utterly still. But whatever he was thinking wasn't Hunt's concern, not as he met Amelie's burning stare again. Hunt said, you leave her the fuck alone forever. Got it? Now Amelie's pissed. She looks like she wants to like fight back. Sure. And he zaps her again and she finally nods in acknowledgement of what Hunt said. He releases her. He's still using power to keep her against the wall, but he has released her and he and then Ethan suddenly looks at her, then at the pack. I mean Hunt looks at her, then at the pack, and then Ethan, whose face had gone from horror to something near grief, as he must have realized what day it was, and pieced enough of it together thought about who had always wanted chocolate croissants on this day at least and hunt looks at him and looks at all of them and says you're all pathetic and he walks out and he took his time to get home bryce is waiting for him on the roof and finally she's like no no he's back he's on she was on the phone and as hunt approaches he hears isaiah say good she hangs yeah, up on like him. Not ideal. <laughs> I say <in> those. <laughs> yeah. No. Bad. Bad idea. And not great. Hunt and Bryce just looks at him and she goes, "You're a fucking idiot." 
And then Hunt doesn't say anything. And she's looking at him. She goes, is Amelie dead? And he goes, no. He's like, don't tell me I'm an affahole or possessive or aggressive or whatever term you used. But her face is just. The look on her face isn't that she's pissed off at him. She's scared for him. And she's like, you will be in so much trouble for this. There's no way you aren't. And Hunt is like, look, you're my mirror. You said so yourself. He was shaking. For some reason, he was shaking as he waited for her to respond. And Bryce is gripping on him. And she just says, yes. And again, another snowflake. It's a time change. Bryce is sending... Rune a text and she goes, what's your med witch's number? Rune sends it. No questions asked. Bryce called the office. And the med witch says, oh, I can fit you in immediately. Bryce didn't give herself a time to reconsider. She puts on running shorts and t-shirt messages Jessica saying medical appointment this morning. Be at the gallery by lunch. She found Hunt and she looks at him and says, I know where we can get Crystallis venom for the antidote tests. And that is the end of chapter yeah. 16. Yeah. I really, um, yeah, it was cute, him standing up for her. He was also really dumb. <laughs> so stupid. Like but, I said, if that ain't some matey matey shit. <laughs> yeah, I think. That ain't some matey matey shit, I don't know what it But I have to give... I have to say, I'm proud of Ethan for finally putting two and two together. I know. Big credit to him. Because honestly, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like. <laughs> so, chapter 61. Yeah. I feel like up until this point, it's like just been like, oh, okay. Like little bits of interesting information. And now 61's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a whole big thing here because, you know, she was like, I know how to get the, you know, the venom for the antidote. And you're like, oh, shit, here we go. (laughs) Right. As soon as she said that, I was like, well, shit. (laughs) Here we go. Let's see what happens. Mm. So 61 opens in there at the med, which is a clinic. I wanted to say office, and I was like, wrong, wrong word. (laughs) It's like, close, but no. (laughs) Close, but no cigar. Um, Anyway, they're at the clinic, and the med witch comes out, and apparently this is the one who is friends with Rune, so this is the one that Rune went to go visit. And she's like, oh, you must be Bryce. And then they get ready to go. And she goes, oh, your partner can come back if you would like. The treatment room can accommodate his wings, which I just think is really funny because it's like, okay. (laughs) And Bryce is like, yep, he'd love to come. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just, I like that Bryce is just like, my partner would love to. Like, (laughs) he's like. Okay, here we go. But also on the inside, he's like, my partner. <laughs> I know he's partially like that, but I think partially she's like, yeah, okay, you threw me under the bus. You're coming yeah, at me, asshole. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I know. But I feel like he's probably like. <laughs> blink, blink, what? Yeah, this is that moment when you can like see, like hear the blinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
most likely extremely true on that. I would yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's this awkward pause. Ding, ding. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Bryce gets on the table and she's chatting it up with the medwitch and sure. You know, the they're they're doing the whole basically the HIPAA forms and getting all that crap right. out of the way. And Bryce is finally like, an antidote to synth seems pretty damn important to have. So yeah, you have my permission. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, uh-huh, that's like kind of the whole reason I'm here. <laughs> yeah, hello. I'm trying to help you help us. And again, they're still they're going through all the questions. Don't you love it? It's like going to your physical or going to the doctor for the first time and you have to play 20 questions for like two yeah. hours. Yeah. Kind of kind of what this feels like. And as they go through the the you know, the medwitch is like, oh well, you know, when did the pain start? And Bryce is like, oh, from the beginning. And then she looks at Hunt and she's like, Were you there for the attack as well? And Hunt is like, Yes. I arrived three minutes after it occurred. Her leg was ripped open across the thigh, courtesy of the Cristalos' teeth. I used one of the Legion's medical staplers to seal the wound as best I could. The medical note about the injury is for me. She didn't receive any treatment after that. It's why the scar, it's why it looks the way it does. It's my fault. Mm, I feel so bad that he has to t- like explain all of that like in this moment. You know what I mean? I know. <laughs> my personal favorite is the Medwitch's next question. Why didn't you see a medwitch after? <laughs> right. Like you can tell she's like, okay, that sounds like a valid like argument. You're like out in the field, she's like bleeding out. Okay, cool, fine. What the hell's your excuse? <laughs> but Bryce has a response. She's like, because I wanted to hurt. I wanted it to remind me every day. And you know, you got to think about that because remember, she's finally opening up enough to really let it be yeah. known why she has carried this with her is right because it, and it's not just for Danica, it's for Danica and the entire pack of devils. Like sure. she lost her in many ways. She lost her family of the heart, you know, her yeah. chosen family. And that's a hard thing. I can't imagine what that would be like. I really can't. I know right. I would be beyond devastated if something like that happened to mine so i can only imagine so she explains the the med which is you know like okay fine um not real happy with it but okay and she's like i can treat you today and if you stick around afterward you're welcome to watch me test your sample the venom, in order to be an effective antidote, needs to be stabilized so it can interact with the synth and reverse its effects. My healing magic can do that, but I need to be present in order to hold the stability. I'm trying to find a way for the magic to permanently hold the stabilization so it can be sent out into the world and widely used. So it's kind of cool. I mean, when you think about what it can be. Yeah, which then to me made me laugh because it reminded me of like every time I've ever watched like a video about like medical stuff. And you're like, "Mm -hmm." Mm mm-hmm, I understood about 47% of that. The other part all sounded like mumbo jumbo that meant nothing to me. And then I was like, ooh, add magic into that. We are down to 33%. I understood 33%. 
And the rest of it was like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah, I was like, I just feel like I have a lot of questions that maybe should make sense to me, but uh, they don't. So, oh well, carry on. <laughs> Witch is going to do some witchy shit. Good for her. <laughs> I know. But every time I get to that point, it's like the Charlie Brown teacher or an adult talking to my ear. And I'm like, yeah. okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like none of that made any sense to me at all. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, pretty much. So Bryce is like, all right, fine, let's get on with this. Yeah, Bryce basically says the same thing. She's like, also don't know what you're talking about, but that's fine. <laughs> like, let's just, let's do this. Like, yeah, before I lose my nerve. Because you know that's really what she's thinking is, is yeah. let's do this before I completely lose my nerve. And the witch is funny because she goes, well, she's not funny. Like, it's just funny how she approaches this. And, and yeah. funny, ironic, not funny haha but it's you know bryce i have to open the wound i can numb you so you don't feel that part but the venom if it's as deep as i suspect i cannot use mithridate leeches to extract it with his wound the other night the poison had not yet taken root with an injury like yours deep and old the venom is a kind of organism it feeds off of you so it won't go easily especially after so long meshing itself to your body so like you said, the I, irony, this would have been a lot simpler if she had gone to a med witch like a few days after it happened. Yeah. Uh, she's like, you know, I'll have to use my own magic to pull it from your body. And the venom might very well try to convince you to get me to stop them through pain. And, you know, Hunt's like, wait, it's going to hurt her. And the med witch is smart. She goes badly enough that the local anesthesia cannot help. If you like, I can get a surgical center booked and put you under, but that would take a day or two. And Bryce is like, nope, now, right now, let's do this. (laughs) So, you know, she's basically like, if I don't do it now, it's not going to happen. So now. (laughs) So we get an invisible snowflake and. Bryce's it's from Bryce's point of view so we kind of get a change in perspective because Bryce's you know it starts off the first sec first line is the damage was as bad as she feared worse so that's kind of not good disturbing and so then the nurse the, the nurse the witch is like so you see the dark band along your femur that's the venom. Every time yeah, you, you see run, that shitty bit, that's what we need. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know, every time you run or walk too long, it creeps into the surrounding area and hurts you. That's all scar tissue. I need to cut through it first, but that should be fast. The extraction is what might take a while. <laughs> Great. Yeah, there's a happy thought, right? So we we all get changed. Well, Bryce gets changed into a medical gown and she comes in and, you know, gets ready to do her thing. But the med witch sees Bryce's tattoo on her back and and she's like, you know, your tattoo is lovely. I don't recognize the alphabet, though. What does it say? And she says, through love, all was possible. Basically, my best friend and I will never be parted. Which is sweet. 
Except then the med witch says a fucking thing. I said, the med, okay, my note here says the med witch really has like some cereal in her. She certainly, she certainly has um, a sense about her. Yes, yes. Because yeah. <laughs> she, you know, she's approving, and she looks between Bryce and Hunt, and then she says, "You two have such a powerful bond." Okay, you've been drinking at the cereal tea company. I see. I see. It's fine. (laughs) You carry on. (laughs) Stay with the high lord. (laughs) Yeah, there's not some wicked stay with the high lord energy. But it also has blah, blah, blah. Then get a flower. Chew on a root. Your mate. Stuff. And then she's like, wait a minute. What? Oh, I'm sorry. Did I stutter? (laughs) you didn't know he was your mate yeah my bad of all the things i just said i thought that part you knew like you know what i mean (laughs) i thought you were just here for some like advice about what herbs to chew on i did not realize that you did not know what you was talking about i feel like that's kind of how bed feels here yeah 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 yeah. you and your partner want to come back uh i won't bother to correct her i know i know what i said (laughs) Y'all got a special bond. Uh, no, he's not my best friend. Did I stutter? Yes, he is. Yeah. Don't be acting like I'm telling you stuff you don't already know. And then Dude. the med witch turns to Hunt and she goes, does the halo hurt you? Yeah. <laughs> She's just like full of fucking questions. She's just like, so now that I made this awkward, can I also make you feel weird? <laughs> Pretty much. And then so then it goes and, and he goes, you know, only when it went on. And she said, what witch? She asks what witch inked it. And he goes, some imperial hag, one of the old ones. The witch's face tightened. It's a darker aspect of our work that we bind individuals through the halo. It should be halted entirely. He threw her a half smile that didn't reach his eyes. You want to take it off for me? <laughs> the witch went wholly still and Bryce's breath caught in her throat. What would you do if I did? The witch asked softly, her dark eyes glimmering with interest and ancient power. Would you punish those who have held you captive? Bryce opened her mouth to warn them that this was a dangerous conversation, but Hunt thankfully said, I'm not here to talk about my tattoo. It lay in his eyes, though, his answer, the confirmation. Yes, he'd killed the people who'd done this. The witch inclined her head slightly as if she saw that answer. So interesting. Uh Can we say can of worms? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah big can of worms yeah and this med witch is a can of worm opener <laughs> yeah de- definitely she definitely is a can it. opener if i ever saw one <laughs> she she definitely likes to drink cereals tea yeah yeah anyway they get quint 
Bryce on the table. <coughs> and she literally has to strap Bryce down to the table. Mm, yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't bode well, if you ask me. I, I yeah, don't know. Yeah, that's going to be a good time. That's going to hurt. So anyway, she straps Bryce down to the table. And then she's like, I'm going to numb you first. And of course, I, I'm guessing Bryce must not like needles or something because she's kind of freaked out. And yeah, like this is the easy part, Bryce, and you're not handling it well. <laughs> the girlfriend of this freaks you out. Close your eyes. Just close your eyes. And um, Hunt moves over and he grabs her hand and she basically puts a death grip on his hand. <laughs> While the the needle goes in and 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 the whole bit, and the 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 medwitch is finally like you know as soon as she's done she starts tapping on the leg by the scar and she's like oh do you feel this and Bryce is like what she's, <laughs> she's like good oh. that's the answer we were looking for <laughs> yep so I'm gonna start now and of course then the medwitch is funny she goes well I can put up a curtain if you <laughs> Bryce is like, nope, just do it. <laughs> just do it. Okay. So they get ready and the, the med witch is talking them through everything as it happens. And as they're going through this and she and Hunt are basically deep staring into each other's eyes, which I think is kind of funny. Bryce has this <laughs> yes, look <laughs> on your face. Yeah because she and I talked about this and I said mm, this is cute they're making lovey goo goo eyes she's leaning on him like she should this makes logical sense but I just want everybody to know that I can't relate because when I'm in pain you better get the fuck off of me <laughs> like I do not want anybody looking at me talking to me touching me just leave me alone <laughs> like, I cannot relate like this is nice this is a cute the next couple pages are like good for hunt and bryce but dear god like if i am like on a medical table it's me talking to the medical person okay the nurse the doctor whatever everybody else can just leave me the fuck alone i am the opposite of bryce do you want him to come back with you do you want me to hold your hand no i don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> So cannot relate. Understand in theory, but I can't be the only one. I'm somewhere in the middle. I mean, it depends. So I'm somewhere in the yeah. middle. But unlike Bryce, I don't have an issue with needles. So I'm like, whatever. Also fair. Yeah. I think that's part of it. People that have issues with needles. I think it's a little different. Like I have zero... That may be true. You know, now that you're saying that, that does sound kind of true from like everything I know about people I know who have like issues with needles. Yeah. Like they need for some reason, like the emotional, mental, like physical support. I'm more like, nah, leave me alone. <laughs> I mean, needles don't bother me at all. None. Yeah. Like zip zero zilch. Yeah. But you know why. So it's not a big deal. Like I see needles all the time. They're a part of my life. Yeah, exactly. the day I die, basically. So I've given up trying to worry yeah. about needles being an issue when you need them yeah. for medical no, reasons every day. Um, so anyway, Hunt is hanging on to her hand and 
while this is happening, the memory finally surfaces of Hunt being there that night in the alley. Yeah. And talking to her and saying, I've got you. And I just think that's interesting that it takes this much trauma to get back to that point. And I don't know if that's because she has just blocked it off. Because we do know that the mind will do that. So it's possible she just pretty much blocked out as much as she could. And then as the medwitch is going through and she's pulling out like scar tissue and, you know, trying to make this easier and cleaner and better for Bryce, she finally goes, Luna above, look at this. And the there's this image of her leg up on a screen. <laughs> That's really not pleasant because it's like yeah. it's like the surgery on on television, basically. Yeah. You know, and you're watching and it happen. Bryce won't look, but Hunt does and Hunt gets upset and his his he has that muscle ticking in his jaw. And Apparently, as Bryce thinks, she goes, well, it says enough about, you know, what was in the wound. And the med witch is like, I don't understand how you're walking. You said you weren't taking painkillers to manage it. And Bryce is like, only during flare-ups. And then the witch is finally like, Bryce, I'm going to need you to hold very still and breathe as deeply as you can. And it's like somebody's pouring acid on her body as they're trying, as the witch is trying to remove the venom. And to distract her, Hunt starts talking to her and he's like, you know, about that night. And he's like, you know, when I got the alley, you were bleeding everywhere. You tried to protect him first, meaning Micah. Yeah. You wouldn't let us get near until we showed you our badges and proved we were from the Legion. And Hunt is trying to calm her and soothe her. And then he goes, you know, I thought to myself, there's someone I want guarding my back. There's a friend I'd like to have. I think I gave you such a hard time when we met up again because some part of me knew that and was afraid of what it would mean. I was there in the interrogation room too. I was there for all of it. And at this point, it's so painful she starts screaming. Right. And Hunt is like, I've known who you were this whole time. I never forgot you. At this point, the medwitch suddenly goes, I'm beginning extraction and stabilization of the venom. It will worsen, but it's almost over. Like, like great. Thank fabulous. you. Thanks. And Hunt just keeps, you know, trying to calm her down and, and telling her, you got this, you're okay. And the, the medwitch is going, you know, it's almost out. Hang on. And it says, she did, to Hunt, to his hand, to that softness in his eyes, she held on with all she had. I've got you, he murmured. Sweetheart, I've got you. And he'd never said it like that before, the word. It had always been mocking, teasing. And she had always found it just this side of annoying. Not this time. Not when he held her hand and her gaze and everything she was, riding out the pain with her. And he tells her to breathe. And he's like, you know, we're going to get through this. And Bryce is like, get through it together. Get through this mess of a life together. Through this mess of a world. Bryce sobbed, not entirely from pain this time. And Hunt, as if he sensed it too, leaned forward again and brushed his mouth against hers. So, he gives her a kiss as a acknowledgement and anyway it's very strange 
Well, okay, so it is a little weird. Well, like I said, somebody who would be like, get the fuck off of me, this is not the time. <laughs> I would not respond well to this. I just want to put that out there. But I I think this is all generally a cute moment. I think... Okay, well, first of all, I have like two th- major thoughts. And one is we've already seen this scene before. Mm-hmm. We already did this scene back in Akamath when... Feyre is cutting the the um, arrows out of Reese's wings in the cave. And we've like literally down to the point of like she's sawing and talking to distract him. We've already seen this scene, right? Yep. So yep. I think that's interesting that like we've now like come <laughs> full circle. We're kind of back at it. So, okay, cool. Um, whatever. I don't really care. I just think it's funny because um, it's basically recycled down to the <laughs> like paragraph breakdown right (laughs) but anyway cute whatever it works it's tropey i'll take it um but then my second thought is i think the kiss would be fucking weird right in any other context except Mm -hmm. the setup that we've had in this chapter and the setup we have like knowing coming off of like akabath that we've seen this before and we know where that went do you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so i feel like we're literally just watching the same chapter <laughs> in Akamath reordered, right? We don't mm-hmm. have the serial, we have the Medwitch. We don't, we have we have the same kind of breakdown of conversation. So I think it would be weird if we didn't see where this was obviously going. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, I know exactly what you're saying. And I think that's the thing, is I think this would be weird if it was written any other way, which is like if he had kissed her and she was just like, yeah, my leg hurts. Like, you know what I mean? That would be fucking weird, right? But because of the way it's like, like that obviously something like clicked in her at this exact moment in conversation, like we get, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I know. It's just, it's funny. It is still fucking funny. Especially, like I said, to somebody like me who's like, ew, get off of me. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, can't relate. Not even a little bit. <laughs> I'm in pain. I'm like a cat in a corner. Okay. Like, you better just. <laughs> yeah, you and I are. I'm not totally your opposite, but I'm somewhere between this and you. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like a cat in a corner, like a wet cat. Like, don't fucking touch me. <laughs> it depends on what's wrong for me. Yeah. It really that. does. So I get I, I get it. Um, but I what I find the most interesting, as sweet as all this is, it's Bryce's response to this and what happens. Because it says, a star bloomed inside her at that kiss. A long slumbering light began to fill her chest her veins right that's my point that's the only thing that makes this cute (laughs) and then the witch is like burning solace but the pain is gone it's like a light switch had been flipped it was startling enough that bryce turned away from hunt and peered at her body the blood on it the gaping wound she might have fainted at the sight of a good six inches of her leg lying open where were it not for the thing that the witch held between a set of pincers, as if it were indeed a worm. And the witch says, if my magic wasn't stabilizing the venom like this, it'd be liquid. Carefully moving the venom, a clear, 
wriggling worm with black flecks toward a glass jar. It writhed like a living thing. The witch deposited it in the jar and shut the lid, magic humming. The poison instantly dissolved into a puddle within, but it still vibrated as if looking for a way out. Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, not great. All I know is, is like, if I were Bryce and I saw that, I'd be like, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> um, um, okay. And I, I'm going to say this, like, after all my, you know, I was, I was into biology. Like, I can't do math to save my life. So any of the sciences that require a math background, I was kind of, I'll be honest, I was fucked. But I did really well in biology. So I ended up taking bio two in um, high school, AP biology. And so we were, I, one of the things we had to do, believe it or not, this is relevant. We had to dissect the cat. And so yeah. um, as we were going through it, one of the things that you got to when you got to their intestine is that, you know, our teacher was like, oh, because these were, you know, cats that were at the, at the um you know from the they were euthanized animals so for whatever the reasons you don't know if they had like you know some of them might have had like tapeworms so we didn't know until we opened it up if there was a tapeworm and only one of us ended up with a tapeworm because we were partnered up only one pair ended up with the tapeworm in their cat's stomach and when they pulled it out it was yeah it was gross it's kind of like this but it was just funny because I read that and that was the first thing that yeah. came to my mind. The very first time I read this. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. So it's strange the things that click in your head that you're like, oh, huh. That's okay. My fun dissection story was that in ninth grade biology, while well, I was in ninth grade, it was a 10th grade course and we dissected pigs. Mm-hmm. And I will just never forget the fact that like no less than like eight people ended up vomiting. <laughs> I was not one of them. It was fine. <laughs> in fact, our group, there were only five girls in the whole class and we all teamed up together and we were the only group that like had no issue. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I we were just carrying on. Everything was fine. We were like, do, 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 follow the directions. Everything is fine. Ew, this is a little gross. Everything is fine. And the boys were like gagging. It was hysterical. <laughs> you know what? I wonder if some, because sometimes I think, you know, the girls that freak out, I'm like, do you guys not cook? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Have you not ever had to cut meat and do like they're absolutely right? Now that you're saying it, that makes sense. Actually, I think what set most people off is honestly, it's the smell, it's the formaldehyde. Yeah, the formaldehyde. I think it's the smell of formaldehyde that most people, it just makes them nauseous. So Mm -hmm. it's not actually the dissection it's the fact that the smell is making you nauseous and then something about the dissection just sets you off because you're already nauseous versus I at that time like I have very bad allergies at that time I had almost no sense of smell it has taken me until I was like over 25 years old to be able to get on like the right allergy situation to actually have a sense of smell so I couldn't smell this I could barely smell the formaldehyde yeah which is hilarious my my teacher was like you really should become like a crime scene cleanup person because the smell wouldn't bother you at all probably missed a really lucrative career in that <laughs> but i can smell now so now it wouldn't work <laughs> no i was Those no, people get paid big dollars big money yeah i know but yeah. if you've ever smelled like 
even at my most congested, I've never fully lost. Oh, it wasn't. It's not a congested thing. It was literally my sense of smell was like, like screwed up. Like well, yeah, you could put brownies but, in front of me and I couldn't smell them. But what I'm saying is, is that yeah. even at my absolute worst, when my allergies are so bad that I really can't yeah. identify smells, without fail, you end up driving down the road and you've got <laughs> some dead animal off to the side and the odor that comes from that can break through anything. And I'm just like, oh, and many yeah. things don't faze me, but that, that's one of them. Interesting. Like, yep. Nope. No, never bothered me. <laughs> like that that bothers me. But skunk doesn't bother me. So you figured that one out. That's hilarious. Well, yeah, now that we've people. determined that Kim and I would be great in this, um <laughs> we'd be right there up the Medwitch's ass. <laughs> her her interns. <laughs> like none of that like I don't mind dissection. Like it freaks yeah. people out. I don't mind it. I actually think it's kind of cool and oh in college, my biology teacher was desperate to get me to take the anatomy class because he goes, why the hell didn't you take the AP exam and place out? And I was like, didn't occur to me at the time because I knew I right. was going to be a science major. So why would I have taken the AP, you know, like, why right. would I take the yeah, AP exactly. exam? Because back then it wouldn't have done anything. And then I still would have had to take in an advanced science. And I was like, fuck that. Yeah, you're like, nope, I'm good, thanks. If I got to take science in college, I'll, I'll stick to biology. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> like the smart girl that I am. So I was like, mm-mm. I know it's changed now, but back when I was going to college, that's how it was. And so I was like, uh, no. Well, yeah, right. Again. But because of it, I ended up being a tutor for our bio teachers the oh, head for of bio, bio yeah yeah he was the head of the biology department and so uh dr z was always like yeah so i ended up tutoring for him and i got a couple of the guys on the basketball team that i had to tutor through <laughs> science that's <laughs> hilarious oh yeah was, kim and i would be medwitch interns that's fine <laughs> yeah it, it was totally fine but he was, he was trying desperately to get me to change my major from theater to biology. And you're like, no, 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 no. Well, he wanted me to take anatomy. And actually part of me was like, you know, that would be kind of cool, actually. <laughs> no, it's not cool. I took it. It was a long, dumb story about how I ended up in anatomy instead of biology in college. Uh, it's fine. Everything is fine. Just me and a bunch of pre-med. Don't ask. It was mistakes were made. Everything's fine. I passed. <laughs> Here's the thing, here's the thing though, you know, if I had done it, so if I had taken it and gone through and done my whole thing and, and taken it as a, uh, if I had taken the AP exam and placed out of biology, I'd have had to take anatomy. Yeah. I wouldn't have had a choice because that would have been the science I had to take. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't really feel like playing with a human cadaver. More than anything, it was just more, I just didn't want to do the whole human cadaver part. So I was like, I'm yeah. good, really. Good. I get you. But uh, yeah, so there's my weird science story. Science and all that. Biology doesn't bother me. I can do dissection. <laughs> a very roundabout way to get you there. But no, I do. Every time I read this, I, I think of like a tapeworm. I don't know why. Yeah, but that's what yeah it my sounds mind. like that. So the, the med witch is like, all right, I'm going to clean you up and I'll stitch you up. And we get an invisible snowflake. It's a little bit of a passage of time. Uh, Bryce is sitting up and 
you know, Hunt's kind of sitting next to her. He's kind of got his arm and wing around her. And they're watching the witch. And they're like, you know, they're watching the witch's glowing pale magic wrap around the puddle of venom in the vial. And they've warped it into a thin thread. So that's kind of cool. Like, I, I got to admit, yeah. that was kind of cool to watch. And, you know, the med witch is like, look, I'm sorry, this isn't an official experiment, so just bear with me. And she puts the she puts the venom into a box that has a pill in it. I'm going to guess this pill is the synth. Yeah, this is not very clear, Kim. This perilous yeah, yeah, page not, is just clear. some bullshit. Like, it, it's not very clear. It's not, but I'm going to take a shot in the dark because that's what it is. And the Medwitch does say what's being used on the street is much more potent than this, but I want to see if this amount of my healing magic holding the venom in place and merging with it will do the trick against the synth. So she puts the thread-infused magic venom, uh, the magic thread-infused venom into the, to the box, and it vanishes in a blink into the pill. And the witch is really concentrating because, again, she's trying to keep it all stable. And so Bryce is like, oh, so your magic is stabilizing the venom in the tablet, making it stop the synth. And the witch is like, essentially, it takes most of my concentration to keep it stable long enough to halt the synth, which is why I'd like to find a way to remove myself from the equation so it can be used by anyone, even without me. Bryce gets quiet and they're still watching nothing happens and minutes go by and then all of a sudden the pill turns gray and then dissolves into nothing but minuscule particles yeah that fade away and hunt is like it worked right and the witch is like it would appear so i would like to continue testing this and to try to find some way for the antidote to work without my magic i'll send over a vial to you when I'm finished, if you'd like. Some people want to keep such reminders of their struggles. And Bryce just nods blankly and realizes she had absolutely no idea what to do next. And that's the end yeah. of the chapter. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I don't really understand the science mumbo jumbo. Well, because it's not even real science. But <laughs> Yeah, it's not. Which is why I'm still kind of mystified. But hey, what so are but it's still super interesting and also like i said i think it's like super i mean i guess i i guess there's a small chance on this planet i could be wrong but i just feel like it's interesting like seeing how parallel that chapter is to like where we are in akamath at this time mm -hmm. i agree yeah quinky dinky lots of quinky dinks lots of quinky dinks <laughs> but I think we just ate first this time <laughs> yes thank god yeah we don't need that shit uh, no <laughs> don't need that drama we've had enough drama okay like <laughs> we can do other drama don't need same <laughs> yeah so i'm i'm you know i'm curious to see what the consequences of hunt's actions are to amelie <laughs> yeah that doesn't sound like it's gonna be good no that's mm, no yeah. 
instinct tells me it's not bad. It's not going to be good. It's bad. Well, that wraps up this episode. And we will pick up right where we left off next episode. In the meantime, you can find us on all the things on all the socials. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) They all have two A's, like Sarah J. Mass's name, because we're cute like that. (laughs) We are cute like that. We got massivefansbookclub.com, Facebook at Massive Fans Book Club and Podcast, Twitter at Massive Podcast, Instagram at Massive Fans Podcast, and Pinterest at Massive Fans, and TikTok at Massive Fan Pod. Yep. Yep, yep. Click around. Click around specifically in the show notes and you'll find them there. <laughs> yep. They will be in the show notes, hyperlinked. So knock yourselves out. Super easy. So you can send us all your thoughts and feelings. <laughs> That's right. We'll take it. All right. Well, until next time. Okay, bye.